Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drippers. After reconvening at the courthouse to review the evidence, the group takes on a prosecution contract from Judge Gardner. They decide to head over to Groomsha's Brew in Brookhaven to investigate a lead, where they meet Kit, Twigs, and have a conversation with Cat over coffee. But Cat Hera promptly begins choking and dies. As the group is confronted by a furious kit and a heartbroken twigs, the reclaimers arrive and take everyone into custody. I do declare, Your Honor is back in session. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. State your name. Thomas. A reclaimer in black plate armor, complete with helmet and opaque visor, stares at you from across the table in the interrogation room. Thomas Phelps? All right, Mr. Phelps. Where were you the afternoon of Monday the 15th of fall? I'm where you found me. I was in the coffee facility. Are you referring to Groomsh's Brew? That one, yes. I was in that Wonderful. one. Why were you there? <sighs> we were investigating for... I might as well just tell you. We were investigating for another murder that was going on in our town, and we thought they might have some information. Has this been reported to the proper authorities? It's been reported to... Authorities in our town? Which are whom? Uh, the judge over there at the courthouse. We reported it to him. He knows. We are attorneys. We know. Interesting. Who else was present with you that day? Uh, two of my assistants were with me. Uh, one by the name of Jessica Fletcher. Wait, Jessica... Felcher. 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 <laughs> I don't know who that other individual is. <laughs> no one important. Jessica Felcher and a little goblin man by the name of Gary Mogbile. Why were they accompanying you? Because we're lawyers investigating a crime that was committed in our town. Why am I here? I've told you this on the way here, on the car horse ride, uh, in the door. I've been saying it over and over again. We have nothing to do with what happened earlier. Are you done? For now. Did you murder Cat Hera? No. Who did? I have no idea. That's what we're trying to figure out, too. Very well. Meanwhile, inside a cell, we see Gary Mogbile, Jessica Felcher, Kit Hera, and Twigs Scaddle. They sit in wooden chairs held down by magical restraints. Kit aimlessly struggles against the restraints with muffled yelps that are beginning to sound like sobs as he tires himself out. Twigs lays drooped over, having cried himself to sleep. His mouth is in a gaping frown as his glasses barely balance on the tip of his nose. What do you do? I just can't believe what <coughs> happened. I, I'm just I'm absolutely shocked. I am stupefied. My goodness gracious me. I don't understand. Why would she poison herself? It, well, it wasn't the you coffee. You poisoned her! You poisoned my oh, sister! This guy's here, really? <laughs> yeah, his name is Kit. Uh, that's the that's the uh, brother of Kat. Hi, Kit. 
sorry for your loss, but I'm gonna crush your skull between my fingers. As uh, as as uh, enticing as that sounds, I think we're uh, we're not gonna be doing that today. <laughs> uh, we are gonna help you find out what happened here, okay? Uh, Gary, you know, I. I, I, hate, I hate to ask you this question, Gary, but uh, you were uh, helping make the coffee. Is, th is there anything you need to tell me? You did it, you little goblin piece of shit. Hey, Bella. hey, hey, there is no need for that kind just of don't. derogatory. Go back just, to the cave where you came from, you piece of filth. Jessica, don't bother. Look, I, I deal with bigots all the time. It's not an issue. Uh, now get out look, of here. Uh, I'm going to fucking yeah. kill you. So, I mean, I, it, the thing is, right, it would have poisoned us all if she was putting poison in it. I, unless she... I think the cup had to be laced with something. Her cup specifically. I'd have to agree there with you. And I don't think she was the one that were, was doing any of the poisoning. I think there is somebody else involved here. I think either it's connected to the investigation that we were attempting, or it could be something entirely separate. And I'm not entirely sure what it is. Well, she she could have been maybe trying to poison one of us and it backfired. Uh, My sister or, never hurt anybody. Well. So I'm trying to smear her name. Or maybe it's says poison that's only specific to orcs and, uh, she gave me an ingredient that she didn't realize was a poison. Uh, otherwise, I, I don't know. I'm out of options. It's, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. But I promise you, Jessica, I did not murder her. Okay. Intentionally. Liar! Hey there. My friend is many things. A goblin? Yes. A liar? Not that I've seen. He spits at you. <laughs> Ooh. And Jessica tries to catch it with her mouth. I'm so parched, I'd drink just about anything at this point. Roll a dexterity check. Uh, I have negative one for dexterity, so this ain't looking good. Uh, a 14, though. You catch it. <laughs> Ooh. Ugh. You know, they say that orc spit is uh, supposed to be very flavorful, and yep. Oh, yeah, I can definitely taste the flavor in that. Uh. Uh, you see Kit Hara starts, like, wriggling against the seat. And slowly his trousers start to lower just an inch. And he goes, I got some other fluids for you here. Oh. Little piece of film. And then you see Twigs has woken up from his sob nap. And he sees Kit making an absolute fool of himself. And goes, you bumbling buffoon. <laughs> what do you even do? Miss Hara and I handle the harvest, the distribution, the roast. You're just some meathead standing guard mooching off your sister and making wild accusations. You can't even keep the filth out of the brewery. Twice in a row now, you sad mound of meat. And his glasses fall off his face. And you see Kit with his trousers like half down kind of goes, You don't have to be so fucking rude about it, mate. Ex excuse me, uh, Mr. Mr. Scattle, is it? Uh, twigs? Can I call you Twigs? You can't call me anything, murderers. Well, uh... I just wanted to ask you a quick question there. You said the second time in the row. Now, does that mean you had other visitors there today? I have no intention of helping a pathetic, little, small-minded lot of... And as he's saying this, you hear the jail cell open as one of the reclaimers escorts Thomas back. Mr. Phelps, please take a seat. Oh, hi there, Thomas. Okay, assistance, I'm back. No need to fear. I know you were worried without me, but I, I have returned. Everything's okay. And as you sit down, you feel the magical restraints reactivate around you. And Gary, the magical restraints release on you with a flick of his wrist. And he says, Mr. Mogpile, please follow me. I get up, I pick up the glasses for a twig's drop, I put them on him, and then I follow the reclaimer. Don't forget to say that there might be somebody else involved here. <laughs> so, 
Somebody else involved. Jessica, what did I miss? This uh, lovely gentleman, Mr. Twigs here, he was just saying that uh, Kit here uh, let, this is the second time in a row that he let somebody into the facility and he's supposed to be guarding it. So that means that there was definitely somebody else there. He said he had there. an appointment. What was I supposed to do? I okay. Tweet, what would you have me do? You said uh, he. So uh, that must be that there was a there was a, another he. Did you get a name? Oh, you buffoon. You've given more away. I can't wait to cast you out once I'm out of here. The only reason we kept you around was for your sister. Kid. Listen, we want to get to the bottom of your sister's murder as much as you do, I'm sure. Do you have any information on this man that you let in before us? What's it matter to you? Uh, It matters a lot. It should matter to you, too. What are you, mercenaries? Uh, lawyers, actually. Oh, you're the fucking lawyers that screwed my sister over, aren't you? Well, I I wouldn't put it that way. She told me about you. She she more screwed herself over. Did she tell you the part where she lied on the stand? Right. That was kind of Perjury. a problem. Yeah. I fucking hate lawyers. I'm not giving you shit. We're trying to help, kids. You could be agreeable here. Trying to find the murderer of your sister. Oh, no. Go ahead, kid. Tell them everything like you always do, you Please do. Hey, being forthcoming with information doesn't mean someone's a fool. Twigs, I think you're being a little unfair to Kit there. Do you two need to talk it out? (laughs) Oh, no. Miss Kit, who was it? Please, just tell us a name or a description, anything. Why should I tell you? Because we want to help. You try to bankrupt my sister? You you call that being helpful? Ruining a business? I mean, you got the harvest, didn't you? You got the harvest from She had free labor for life with that little cobalt piece of shit. Well, uh, he would have been wrongfully convicted there, you know, so that, that wouldn't have been the best thing. For, for that poor creature. And, and you know what, Kit? We're, we're trying to make up for our sins now. We want to help your sister find justice for her, and we need your help to do that. Oh, you fool. They're not lawyers. They're murderers. Can't you see? We murdered no one. What? The dwarf's pathetic display didn't shake us, so he sends <coughs> goons to kill Miss Hara. I hope you rot in a cell. Why would we murder her in broad daylight with two witnesses nearby? That makes absolutely no sense. And secondly, uh, you and mentioned the dwarf's And we cut to the Damn. interrogation room. Gary, you sit before a reclaimer at a metal table who says, Hey, where'd my note go? Oh, Where it's over there? there. Yeah, right there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, okay, found it. Okay. <clears throat> State your name, please. Gary Mogbile. Okay. Where were you the afternoon of Monday the 15th of fall? I is that the day we were in Groomsh's Brew? Because then, yeah. That is today, yes. Then, yes. We were at Groomsh's Brew. And uh, why were you there? We were investigating a murder as a part of our next case. There's a lot of talk about this investigation. Whose murder were you investigating? Well, uh, that would be the murder of one of our colleagues, uh, of Miss Dorothy Oz. Okay. And under whose authority were you investigating? Uh, Within Brookhaven. Within Brookhaven, we had not uh, checked in with any authorities. We have the authority of Judge Gardner back at the Eastern Orgaic region. All right. Who else was present? That would be uh, Miss Felcher, uh, Jessica Felcher, Mr. Thomas Phelps, uh, Mr. Twiggs, and Mr. Kit Hara. Okay, and what is your relation to all of these? We had just met Mr. Kit and Mr. Twiggs at the brewery. However, Miss Cat Hara we had seen in our, our previous court case uh, as a as a, uh, a a witness. Was there any animosity there? Well, I I don't harbor any, but uh, she might be a little upset due to the fact that uh, we won our case and. Uh, she had lied on hers to try to get certain things in her favor. Mr. Mogbile, did you murder Cat Hera? 
No. Who did? I do not know. Very well. And we cut back to the inside of the cell. Now, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stop you there for a second. So, uh, so this pathetic display that that some dwarf was doing, uh, well, who is the dwarf and uh, what's his name there? His name was Joe. Joe the dwarf. Okay. That's, uh, that's a good start Wait, wait, wait. Ask me his last name. What's his last name? Jessica. Joe Mama. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. (laughs) Uh, and what kind of a heritage does a last name Mama mean? Uh, like, is that a, is that from the Eastern Orgaic region, or I, would you say that's more Jessica, of a superior? He's, he's I thought his name was you. Doc. You thought his name was Doc? Oh, you bumbling buffoon! What oh. have you done? Don't worry, Jessica. I won't let him get away with this. Excuse me, Mr. Twig. Do you have any up dog? What's up dog? Nothing much. What's up with you, you bastard? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been bested in a battle of wits. That's right. <laughs> and as he's crying, someone opens the jail cell and one of the reclaimers leads Gary back in and says, Mr. Mogbile, please take a seat. I sit down in my chair. It restrains you, and you see the magical restraints release on Kit. And Kit immediately lunges at Gary. Oh, Neo. What's your armor class? <laughs> 21. Holy shit. What? Holy shit. What? <laughs> what? Huh? How? Uh, being a barbarian... Uh, without armor, dexterity, and constitution at his armor, and I bought a shield last session, so... He punches Gary, and it just, like, bounces off your chest, like one of your little pecs. <laughs> and then you see the reclaimer grab him by the hair, and with his left hand, he casts a spell that restrains both his fists and twists them back behind his back, and he says, We will not tolerate any of that here. Come with me, Mr. Hera. And he leads him out of the cell. I don't know. Seems guilty to me, Mr. Reclaimer. Uh, a little aggressive over there. They're gone. They're gone. Okay. <laughs> Back to Twigs. Twigs, uh, who is this dwarf we were talking about? None of your beeswax. Oh, come on, Twigs. The more information you give us, the more we're going to be able to help resolve this situation. Don't you want to catch whoever killed Cat? Help I'll come back to kill the rest of us. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, I'm look so at me, sorry, Twigs. Catherine. Look at me. Catherine. Hey, I, I can tell that you cared very deeply for Catherine. And, you know, <laughs> I, I think I think she would want you to find out who did this and not be afraid of, of what this person might be doing. And I, I think you helping us is, is the best way to do that. Roll a persuasion check for me. I have a negative one charisma. It is not a natural one, but it's a one. <laughs> Rotting hell. Does this dwarf run a tavern by chance? I don't know. Does your mother sleep with every harlot she finds on the street? I don't have a mother. Thank you for bringing it up. What? What's the dwarf? What are, you, what are we talking about? A dwarf? What did I miss? Well, uh, they let slip that some pathetic display from Dart, I'm assuming Dart McNeil, the owner of the uh, tavern in Sapir, they are suggesting that we are goons sent by Mr. McNeil to carry out the murder. That's the guy. You guys went to the tavern. I didn't go to the tavern. Yeah, it was uh, the guy that was on the stand who uh, we were able to get to uh, prove that Cat was lying on the stand. Well, we're making assumptions, Jessica. We don't know for sure if it's him, right? Exactly. Especially since they said it's a dwarf named Dart, and I'm pretty sure Mr. McNeil is a gnome. Oh, I made I made an oopsie. A gnome is not the same as a dwarf. Dwarf, gnome, they're all the same. Little short pieces of filth like you, green dwarf. Okay, <laughs> so maybe he's just an absolute racist piece of trash. That's right. It's, yeah. Well, like I said, you know, you, you, you deal, you get used to it. Okay. I am going to cast a minor illusion to try to whisper into Twigs's ear and make my voice sound like Cat Hara's voice to, uh, to trick him here. And Cat is going to say, 
twigs. It's me, Cat, from the great beyond. You, you need to help these lawyers. They, they're, they're very handsome and, and kind of, they're scummy. It's true, but they're here to help me. You need, you need to help them. You need to help them, Twigs. Tell them all you know. For me, Catherine. You said I was handsome. You're handsome too. And he's going to roll an investigation to see if he can determine it's an illusion. Uh-oh. <laughs> Does a 19 beat it? Yeah. You see Twigs turns to look at you. He's peering over the rim of his glasses, raising an eyebrow. And he says, You think your minor illusions can work on me? Twigs scattle. You're smarter than you look. And you're uglier than you look. <laughs> That's not true. Your soul is hideous. Ooh. Well, that's a, that's quite the statement there. I, but it's a bit on the money, isn't it? Well, Gary, I, I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. You continuously uh, consider us assistants rather than uh, yeah, colleagues no, or you, friends. Your senior assistants. Remember, I promoted no, well, you both. <laughs> why don't you ask Tony what he thinks of that? I will. Tony has my back. Somewhere outside the building, you get the feeling that there is a very, very nervous Tony the Pony waiting by the steps of the courthouse, <laughs> shedding some tears. I was so ready for you to be, and in the next cell over, <laughs> strung up upside down, hanging by its hooves, you see Tony the Pony. Its tears streaming down its snout upside down. Mr. the Pony, will you please come with me? <laughs> Can I try minor illusion again and say it's the real cat this time? He will have advantage on that check. However, at this point, you see the reclaimer return with Kit. Kit is in a very, very riled state where he just kind of led the rest of you to the cell. He is holding him. And walking him to the chair, he forcefully seats him down and reactivates the magical restraints. And you see Kit going, You don't deliver truth justice, you rats! <gasps> and he goes, All right, enough of that. Miss Felcher. And he releases the restraints on you. Will you please come with me? Certainly, officers of the court, it would be my distinct pleasure to cooperate in this investigation. Excellent. And Jessica will smile. And he leads you away. So I'm actually going to use Minor Illusion now on Kit and make it a whisper so only Kit could hear and Twigs can't at all. Okay. Kit, it's me, your sister, Kat, from the great beyond. I'm assuming a three does not save. It does not. Kat, is that you? That's right, you handsome devil, you, my brother. Kat, where are you? I'm, I don't know where I am. I'm too far away right now, but I can hear you. You can't leave me here. It's all right. I'm here, sweet brother. You can't leave me here. I'm here, dearest brother. I'm here, but not for long, so you must listen to me right now. You buffoon! They're playing a trick on you. It's okay. Tweet is coping in his own way. It's all right. Don't be upset with him, kid. I hate that rat. I hate that rat. I told you I never liked him. No, kid, kid, he is our friend. It's all right. It's all right. But listen to me. You must help these lawyers. I don't like them either. They're very rude. That Thomas Phelps is quite handsome, but the rest of them are very, very rude. He's got a kid. He is. He is. I know. I know. He's a lawyer and he screwed you over. That was in the past, but now they're trying to help us, brother. You must help them. They're trying to solve the murder here. I don't know who killed me either, but they can help. You must trust them. What do I do? Tell them all that you know. Do as they ask. Help them in any way possible. I can't do this without you. You're going to have to, brother. I can't be here forever. I love you, sister. I love you too. Alright, I hope. Oh, you fool! You weak-minded imbecile! Whoa, kid, what was that? What was happening there? Who who, who were you talking to? Nobody. Weird. What do you need? Um, <laughs> well, for starters, do you mind opening up to us now? Telling us what you know about this dwarf fellow or gnome? And his chest bursts open and he shows you all of his internal organs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
Hey everybody, it's Nick B. B is in back at it again with another ad, so let's get to it. Today's episode is brought to you by our patrons. If you love what we're doing over here and you want to support the show, please consider checking out patreon.com slash Drimbus. Not only do you help us continue to make better content, but you get access to a ton of benefits like our after the show show, after the Drimbus, where we share our thoughts after each session, our Discord, the chance to have characters named after you, and exclusive patron-only series, including our new show, Back to Basics. Uh, it's a new campaign where we run through the standard, quote, uh, D&D adventures starting with Lost Minds of Fandelver with Michael Pisani DMing for the first time. And he's way better at it than uh, than I was ever was. He's, he's really good for his first time. It's incredible. I'm about to play this clip and I don't know how else to describe it other than when a joke goes too far. Uh, Palazzo playing this Sesame Street-ish kind of character uh, decided to live in my fanny pack and we just went along with it and and things just kind of get out of hand from there so uh, here's what happens when uh <laughs> palazzo's uh cutesy character gets pissed off take take a gander wow well you don't gotta be so fucking ungrateful you shithead it's a bottle cap tubby <laughs> holy shit Never in my life! I put it back in my pocket. You don't get this fucking bottle cap anymore! And I zip up the fanny pack. (laughs) Winter, I don't think that's how Dad would want us to represent the Winter's family. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, Summer. I put a lot of effort into these toys! Yeah, don't go, don't go do what you said I was doing before. Don't, don't silence him, let him be. You, you go, Winter. You do it. Jeez. Yeah, I'm gonna do it, innit? It... (laughs) Yeah, something like that. that. Yeah. You stick to your own. You, 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 yeah. So if that clip butters your biscuits and you want to hear more or, or hear any of our other games we'll be playing, and we got a few, <laughs> uh, consider becoming a patron today. Uh, and, and these guys, these patrons, I, I can't stop thanking them. I'll always be grateful. I'll never stop thanking them. I, I can never stop saying their names. Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, John Mitchell, Kevin Dublin. Terrence Knox, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Regina Russell, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Emrys Craig, Ben B, Thomas Murphy. I'll never stop saying these names. I love these names. I love these people because we're super grateful for all that they do for us. So that's what I have to say about that. All right. All right. Get back in there. It's back to the show. We cut... To the interrogation room. Please state your name. Jessica Felcher, Esquire. Jessica, all right. <clears throat> Where were you the afternoon of Monday the 15th of fall? I was at Groomshire's Brew along with Gary Mogbile, Thomas Phelps. We were investigating the murder of our colleague Dorothy of Oz. Um, not of, just Oz, Dorothy Oz. And we were questioning Miss Cat Hera as well as looking into Twigs, Scattle, and Kit Hara as well. Do you have any leading suspects in the murder of Dorothy Oz? Um, we did have a couple of pieces of evidence. They are very circumstantial at this point in time, but early leads could be potentially um, another lawyer by the name of Monique Valentine. Another could have pointed at Kat Hara as well, hence why we were at Groomshire's Brew. Tell me more about this Valentine character. Well, uh, she is a a prosecution lawyer with the East Orgaic region. She was on a case as the opposing counsel for a case that we just resolved that involved Kat Hera as a witness on the stand when she perjured herself. And uh, that kind of left a little bit of sour grapes. And we thought that that might be involved with uh, the murder of Dorothy. But uh, when we arrived, it seemed that Kat didn't have much information regarding it. Uh, at least at face value anyway, you know, with her lying on the stand, it, it becomes difficult to know when one is telling the truth, you know. Would you say this Valentine and Miss Hera had amicable relations, or... I would say so. They were friendly with each other, that's certain. Would there be any reason Miss Valentine would want to hurt Miss Hera? 
Um, not that I necessarily know of. Uh, nothing that I could say that would not be conjecture. Okay. And, uh... <clears throat> Miss Felcher, did you kill Katera? No, I did not. Who did? That remains unclear, but as we were talking in the cell with my uh, other cellmates back there, Kit and Twigs let loose that a, uh, a gentleman by the name of Dart, uh, they say is a dwarf, but it's possible that uh, they meant a gnome by the name of Dart McNeil, who owned a tavern, who was connected to Kat Hara romantically at one point. Hmm. And what reason would this McNeil character have to kill Miss Hara? The, the only motive that I seem to be thinking along the lines of is uh, the jilted lover, I suppose, could be uh, an explanation. But again, that is mostly based on conjecture and inference. I don't really have any uh, strong evidence to say that for sure. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Anything else? No, I think that's all. Okay. Well, it was uh, it was my pl- And if you have anything else, you, uh, you know where to find me. And we cut back to the inside of the cell. So, Kit, you want to wanna open up a bit more to us now, or? About what? Oh, I don't know. Maybe this uh, dwarf fellow that visited you before we got there? He was a gnome, you racist bastard! I, well, hang on. You're the one that said that's a dwarf. No, 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 no He's no. yelling at twigs. Oh. Dwarf, gnome, they're all the same. Meat popsicle. All right. I'm not the meat popsicle. I'm a fully realized person, and I have feelings too, okay? Twigs, he is not a meat popsicle, and I try... Well, are my hands locked up? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna nudge my head on his shoulder and just kind of rub a little. Like He is not a meat popsicle. There, there, there. They are playing you like the untuned fiddle you are. <laughs> anyway, kid, uh, anything about this gnome you might want to tell us about? What do you want to know? He came in. <laughs> it was me to my sister. He was mean how? I just throw him out. He was causing a rumpus. In what way? What was he saying? I don't know. I was outside. All right. Do you know his name? His name was Dot. Last name? McNeil. Oh. And are you sure you didn't catch any of the words he was saying to uh, Cat? No, he was just being a big rumpus. Twix made me throw him out. I see. Guys, I had to make you throw him out because you would never do it on your own, you bumbling idiot. You're so used to just throwing things all over the place that you wouldn't recognize a rumpus when you saw it. Strolling in the place, throwing things, relieving himself inside of the uh, of the drinkware. Uh, Absolutely disgusting. Uh, Oh, who 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 pissed in the who pissed in the mug? Who was that? Wouldn't you like to know? It was Mister McNeil. He pissed in the mug. It's the same ones that we drank out of. Oh, thank God I didn't drink out of that. Don't tell Jessica, Gary. Don't tell Jessica. Well, it's the single one that can't happen to drink. D- did he piss in all the cups, Twigs? <sighs> Roll a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. That's a 23. Okay. <laughs> and that's a 16. <sighs> yes, he did. We had to throw out about 30 gold worth of mugs. So you threw out all the ones he peed in? Yes. Well, all but one. Which one did you keep? I told Hannah it was disgusting, unsanitary, but she insisted to keep it. Mm. Ah. Uh, the altercation between you and Mr. Uh, McNeil, did that lead to any uh, violence or was it purely uh, uh, verbal? It was violence against our property. He trashed the place, began urinating everywhere. No physical violence until I called in Mr. Rocks for brains to throw him out. Hey! Stop calling me that! Don't call him names, Twigs. That's not very nice of you. Well, maybe when you show a modicum of intelligence, I'll be of use to you. Did Mr. McNeil appear intoxicated or uh, under some other influences? I have no doubt he was. No, he's a fine. You think everyone looks fine. You couldn't perceive your way out of a paper bag, you imbecile. 
And at this point, the door opens as the reclaimer leads Jessica back into the cell. And you know, as I was saying, if your wife ever wanted a copy of one of my novels, you just let me know and I'll make sure to bring a copy there for you. Roll a charisma check for me <laughs> with advantage. A 15. <clears throat> that's a that's very kind of you, Miss Filter. Please have a seat. Of course. Thank you so much. And Jessica sits down and places her arms behind the chair. Mr. Scattle. Wait, Mr. Reclaimer, let me ask him one more question. Just one more little Excuse question. Excuse me, you we're it. investigating you, not the other way around. Well, I'm investigating him, so give me one half a second, please. All right. I'm going to count to Mrs. And then you, you better be done asking your question. Okay, what was the fight about Mr. McNeil about, Twigs? What was Mr. McNeil fighting about? Roller persuasion. 19. Miss Hara had left his little dwarf ass. Mmm, they broke up. And we have ourselves a motive. What? What was that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> now you just do your investigation. Mr. Scaddle, come with me. And he takes Twigs out and he goes, With pleasure. And he stands up and dusts himself off and walks out of the cell. Jessica, you missed quite a bit. I think we know who did it and how. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I kind of figured out myself, you know, uh, I know Dart McNeil is involved and uh, I know that their relationship was rocky ever since, uh, well, and she kind of glances over to see if Kit is like really kind of listening or paying attention. He is. Uh, well, since, uh, since the court case occurring and things. I think uh, their relationship was kind of rocky. Uh, Jessica will look kind of very knowingly at Thomas. It seemed that ever since the court case and the investigation into what was going on then, it seemed that their relationship was kind of running hot and cold. Yeah? It would certainly seem that way, yes. Palazzo, do you remember what you did? I remember what I did. <laughs> I feel dirty. <laughs> I remember exactly what I did. <laughs> I think we just had a little butterfly effect here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what did you boys figure out? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure all signs point to McNeil at this juncture. So they had a breakup, and then he came in. Uh, he was very angry, and he pissed. Oh, so they did break up. That's Oh, piss? What about piss? He pissed in all the cups, apparently. Oh. And they threw out all the cups except for hers. Twigs made me pick them all up. They smelled like shit. Actually, they probably smelled like piss. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. They So they threw the mugs that, that had the piss besides the one she drank from, right? So I'm fine. Yes. I didn't drink uh, I didn't drink gnome piss, right? You didn't drink gnome piss. I think we would know. And she insisted on keeping that one, actually. I think they were uh, into some other stuff. But there's nothing we could do about it until we get out of here and question him, because unless gnome piss is poisonous, I, that still doesn't point to him killing her. I think he either was under the influence or he was poisoned, perhaps, and didn't know it. Maybe he had a moonberry. Ooh, the microdosing. He would be dead, though, wouldn't he? From a moonberry? Uh, the, uh, what, Jeffrey had a moonberry. He didn't die. He just had some very bad indigestion. Oh, but how did he poison her? Through his piss. If he was microdosing to get high, just like, uh, Mia Ramif was doing, then it's possible that, uh, that maybe... Yeah, no. We just we know that there was something in the piss, and he pissed in the cup, her cup specifically. And it, I mean, this is also just kind of we're, we are making a couple of assumptions here based on the evidence that we've collected so far, but it's not necessarily mean that that's all what caused it. It's as far as we've gotten, cause I didn't do it. Well, obviously, Gary. Of course right. not. We know that, Gary. Well, I guess our priority is figuring out how to get out of here. Well, I mean, we're just here for questioning, and they're questioning the last witness and the person, or at least the last person involved right now, so I'm sure we'll be on our way soon, boys. Don't you worry. Well, who knows what Twigs will tell them. I think I'm going to be locked up here, guys, but please work as quickly as you can. I, I've been running low on funds. I don't know if Calvin's going to have enough. I don't know if Beth's going to have enough, so please... Just go off what we got so far, and hopefully this will be wrapped up soon. Gary, you're bumming the mood again. We are going to get you out of here. Do not fear. You're coming with us. And at this point, the reclaimer reappears with Twigs, and Twigs does a little snooty walk into the cell, takes a seat down, and says, Thank you very much. 
Mr. Reclaimer. And the magical restraints reappear on twigs. All right, you guys sit tight. Uh, I'll, I'll be back in a moment. Twigs, what did you tell them? Don't worry about it. I told you, Jessica. I told you. Okay, well, let's just, I mean, the reclaimers are going to do their job and everything's going to turn out fine. Like, just because it's it's all very circumstantial. We just happen to be there. I mean, come on. I don't think the reclaimers are going to jump to those kind of conclusions. Well, you know how corrupt the system is that someone lied to the court and almost got away with it. We're not from around here, Jessica. These reclaimers could be very different from our own. I, I am, I'm just trying to have a little faith here, gentlemen. That faith might get us killed. Well, okay, hold So on. be careful. <laughs> Dang. That was that's... a little dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would think that, yeah, I would say so that a bit dramatic. Although, I mean, one of us has already been killed, I guess, so... You're you're not that dramatic, I suppose. But oh, that's right. God. <laughs> oh, poor Dorothy. <laughs> and there's the case of Dot. We still haven't figured anything out about her, and I highly doubt that Dart McNeil killed her. Well, you should have left well enough alone. Was the message left behind? We did. Well, I, in a way, sort of wrecked Cat and McNeil's relationship. If we had left well enough alone there, then I suppose he could have killed Dot. Oh, so we're talking about that in the open now, huh? Okay, I'm saying this to Jessica and Gary. I never liked that little man anyways. Okay, well. My sister could do better. He doesn't seem like the killing type, though. He definitely seems like the pissing type, but not the killing type. Wait, so you definitely didn't kill my sister? 100% 100% did not know. So he did. That's what we're going to find out, and we can work together to do it, Kit. I, I probably shouldn't have told him that then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you, you were going off of the evidence that you saw right in front of you. I mean, I understand where you could be coming from with that kind of line of thinking, but, you know, now that you're, you're, you're feeling a little calmer... Uh, Maybe you can tell them you'd like to amend your statement. Right. When they come back, you could tell them the truth, right? Yeah. Very good. Oh, you buffoon. We have them in the bag. You seem like you really want us arrested, Twigs. Seems like a lot of blame's being pushed towards us. You killed Miss Hara. Look, listen, Twigs, kid. Yeah, I understand your hatred towards me, but please, for the sake of Cat, when you get out of here, look into... I know you didn't like McNeil, so uh, you might as well look into him if you want the truth. And as you are saying this, a reclaimer reappears at the cell, and he goes, Twig Scaddle, Kit Hera, you're free to go. And the magical restraints release on both of them. Be aware, attorneys may be in contact with you, and your presence will likely be required at the court of Brookhaven. As for the rest of you, Jessica Felcher... Gary Mogpile, Thomas Phelps. You are officially under investigation for the murder of Cat Hera. Is there anyone we should call? Uh, Kit, he's standing right there. Ask him again. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I, uh, Mr. Reclaimer, I want, I want to state my revisement. Yeah. What? I, what, what was I supposed to say? I told them we didn't do anything. Uh... Mr. Hera, are you being coerced by these people? Thomas shakes his head vigorously. No. Kit, you just tell you tell the truth as you see it. He he, tur- he turns around and looks at you guys and he goes, "Am I being coerced? What's that? No, no, yes, you are not. Yes, Mr. Hera, you're being coerced. No, just like no. just like Miss Felcher said, say say the truth as you saw. That's it. Okay. Uh. Uh, Mr. Reclaimer, I, I didn't really see them actually kill Miss Hara. Uh, they were in the room where she died. She was the only person there aside from uh, the twigs. But uh, I don't I don't think they killed her. I think... Uh, uh, who, who do you think killed her, guys? Dot. Dart McMill. Dart McNeil. Dart McMill. The little rat. I don't like him. Ah, shit. Mr. Hera, Mr. Scandal, please take a seat. Actually, Mr. Hera, just come with me. Please make this statement your last. And they walk off with Kit. 
Welcome back, Twigs. <laughs> I don't know. I find it very comfortable in this jail cell. They they pad it out. These seats are nice and warm. Quite like it here. Twigs, you understand we are just trying to find the truth here of the matter. We're not trying to necessarily just get ourselves off. We're trying to get you off, too. Roll a persuasion check. No, another one, but not a natural one. I'll give you advantage on this one, just because you guys have gotten him to start talking. So I rolled two twos in a row. Nice. Wow. Yes. You're attempting to help me by trying to fool me into believing that I'm talking to my dearly departed. Dearly departed, Bert. Mr. Twigs, were you in love with Cat Hera? No. <clears throat> As a woman myself here, I recognize a man's uh, grief and someone that's in love. Were you? Were you in? Were you in love, Twigs? No, you. Rolling insight check for me. <laughs> I think we found a second motive, everybody. Seventeen. Yeah, he, he was in love with her. <laughs> Aww, I'm. Twigs, we were we were so busy saying that we were sorry for Kit's loss that, you know, I I never thought to say I'm so sorry for your loss. Twigs, were you upset to discover that Katara was previously in a relationship with Mister McMill? Oh, she never loved him. She was used to him. I told her it would get her into trouble eventually. An irresistible charm. Twigs. Why did Cat save that cup with piss in it? Was there a reason? It was her favorite. Why was it her favorite? I had it commissioned for her when we finally opened Groomsh's brew. Oh, where did you get I you know, I love those kind of little fancy mugs. Where where did you have it commissioned from? The artificer over at Heart Apothecary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I'll just have to check that out on my own time, I suppose, at some point. Well, uh, thank you uh, for that. Ah, Twigs, I'm just, I'm so sorry that you're so bereaved. Twigs, did she let anyone drink out of that cup, or was it just hers? It was mostly just hers. Mostly? I would come into work in the morning and see the sweet lipstick stain on the rim of the cup. Did (sighs) she share it with anyone? Not that I know And at this point, the Reclaimer reappears with Kit, sits him down, this time not so forcefully, he's cooperating much more. As he goes to sit down, he looks at Jessica and he gives you a thumbs up, and and he smiles like a big goofy smile. And then the Reclaimer goes, Mr. Scaddle, would you like to revise your statement at all? Um, And he looks around at you guys. And I give him the sweetest smile I can. I adjust my glasses as best I can with my hands restrained. I'm trying to remind him who picked up his glasses. My eyebrows are raised out of my skull looking at him. (laughs) Roll a group persuasion. I got a 19. I got an 18. And I got a 14. I believe I've recalled some additional details that might be relevant to the case. Very well. Come with me. And the magical restraints release, and he takes him away. Again, Kit, I'm just so sorry for your loss. And anyway, I and the rest of my compatriots here can help. We will do anything that we can. Oh, we gotta catch him. Bet your biscuits, Kit. Oh, biscuits sound really good right now. I'm just famished. Oh, I want some biscuits. I'm really hungry now. Why did I say biscuits? If, if they let us go, could we all go get some breakfast? Sure. Gary, it's on you. I, I have no money. Uh, nope, not on me. <laughs> it's on Gary. All right. Nope, I have no money. And then a short while later, the Reclaimer reappears with Twigs. Twigs takes a seat and he goes, All right, the attorneys at law, do any of you want to revise your statements? No, nope, I feel good about what I said. Oh, good. Should we tell them about Dart? Are you referring to Mr. McNeil? Yeah, I mean, I br- Thomas, just for your own information, I brought Mr. McNeil up in my uh, statement because at that point ah. we had kind of figured it out with the others here. I see. 
but you know, I don't think they'll take that as conflicting testimony as long as it's reflected in the record that uh, we were kind of learning about that information as the investigation here was unfolding. But I suggest you question Mr. McNeil as soon as possible. Does anyone know where Mr. McNeil might be? Well, he might be at his tavern in the town of Sapir. Interesting. All right, and this is the same Mr. McNeil you were referring to, Mr. Scaddle. Yes. Very well. I'll be back in a moment. And he leaves, like, pinching the bridge of his nose. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a tough one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Twigs, after we get out of here, we were thinking about biscuits. Were you interested in some biscuits? I love biscuits. <laughs> it would be a little breakfast for dinner situation since it's late evening right now. Don't worry. It's on Gary, so you don't have to worry about I, the bill. No, I don't have the money for that. I want to say roughly 30 minutes pass before the reclaimer comes back, still pinching the bridge of his nose. And this is his hand going underneath that dark visor he has. But you just know, like you, you, you see the frustrated posture uh, as he goes, all right, Twig Scaddle, Kat Hara, Jessica Felcher, Gary Mogbile, and Thomas Phelps. You will be appearing before the court tomorrow morning. Wow, that soon. As witnesses? It's a bit of a complex situation. I, I'm sorry to say, but all will be explained shortly. Try and get some rest. I uh, okay. Are we, um, are we being? Are we on the stand? I need a little more information here. In what capacity are we appearing in front of the court? Well, he said he'll explain. Are we being released? Though we have to stay here for the night. We need time for preparation. You are being held for the night. Oh boy. Uh, However. You are not currently under investigation for the murder of Katara. Okay, well, I I appreciate you uh, you keeping us up to date, sir. It's uh, oh, I you know, silly me, my empty headedness. You know, I never caught your name. I'm Jeremy Barramy. Well, Jeremy, <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure to to make a, a formal acquaintanceship with you, sir, and uh, I hope that uh. We get to see more of you because you're quite the charmer, you know? Please. Miss Felcher. Your wife is a lucky lady. Miss Felcher, please. Enough. Let me guess. You have a brother named Terrency Baroncy? No, my brother's named Terrence Baramy. I see. Yeah, a brother would have the same last name. Wow, you know what? Where did, where the fuck do you get off, man? You're making fun of my name just because it rhymes? Yes, it's very silly. Don't mind him. You know, he's got a real stick up his ass. Hey, Mary! Never mind, we don't need cocks for the night. They'll stay right where they are. These seats are very comfortable. I'm perfectly fine with that. Good night, boys. And girl. Good night, Jeremy Baramy. <laughs> Jeremy Baramy. Fine, Miss Felcher, you're free. And he releases the restraints on Jessica. And he closes the cell and says, uh, see you tomorrow. And all of a sudden, all the magical lights here shut off. <laughs> <laughs> And you rest for the night. Uh, like handcuffed? Yeah. <laughs> can can Jessica can we get Jessica to like um, I don't think I everybody? should be tempering with anything, uh especially in the position that we're in. I think uh leaving you guys as is is probably uh, the best course of action in terms of uh how they will be treating us in the future. Twigs looks at Thomas and says Nice girling buffoon. Oh, shut up. Yeah, but I will say, uh, if anybody would like me to uh, assist them in, like, knock, not necessarily knocking the chair over, but I can help <laughs> place the chair on its side so you can at least sleep on your side. Oh, very good, assistant. Very good idea. Come do that for me right now. Instead of actually, like, helping to kind of turn his chair over... Jessica just kind of walks up to him, looks at him with a bit of a cold look, and pushes his chest so he just kind of falls backwards in the chair onto the floor. <clears throat> Thank you, assistant. Here, and she gingerly, like, lays Gary on his oh, back. Uh. Uh, Mr. Hera, Mr. Scaddle, do you, do you need any assistance getting comfortable there? Oh, I guess not. Well, gentlemen... Good night, and uh, get some sleep, I suppose. Unless there's anything you needed to talk about before uh, we nod off. Uh, assistant, can you read me a bedtime story? Certainly. Thank you. I only know it like a, a little bit of a horror nightmare story. Well, I'm not a big fan of ghosts, but... Um, it's not a ghost story. It's a, It's about a little girl 
and she was allergic to peanuts. And you may now long rest. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to the interior of the court of Brookhaven early the next morning. The furniture here is made of beautifully varnished wood with inlaid silver accents. The walls and lavish pillars are made of solid marble with obsidian detailing that gives an air of luxury. We see Jessica, Gary, Thomas, Twigs, and Kit behind a bench as a reclaimer shouts, All rise for the Honorable Judge Ulrak. A yellow dragonborn in a judge's robe takes a seat. He wears chunky round tortoiseshell glasses, which rest on two of the dull green keratin protrusions that jut out from his scaly skin. Be seated. This is a bit of an unusual case. We're here today to offer a prosecution contract to the attorneys from the Eastern Orgaic region. I've been informed there is a prime suspect in the case of the murder of Cat Hera. However, due to the unprecedented amount of revisions and statements, the court is not fully comfortable releasing you, so you will be accompanied by a reclaimer of the court of Brookhaven to supervise you. Should you break any laws, should you attempt to flee before completing this case, you will be apprehended and tried as suspects in the murder. Your Honor, a question. Yes. If we were to engage in a hypothetical game of tag with this reclaimer, and we were the ones running away from the reclaimer, would would that be considered fleeing, even though we were in this hypothetical game of tag? No. Very good. Please proceed. Does... (laughs) (laughs) What a loophole. (laughs) Does this sound amenable to the accused? It certainly does, Your Honor. Thank you very much. It's not preferred, but I suppose it's amenable. Shut up, Thomas. (laughs) All right, all right. Should you succeed, you will be paid as is customary by the court of Brookhaven. You will simply be under supervision. Would Miss Felcher, Mr. Mogbile, Mr. Phelps, Mr. Scaddle, and Mr. Hera like to accept this contract? I do. We accept. I sure do. Oh. A second career. Yes, Your Honor, I accept. Yeah, sounds cool. Very well. We shall hold court in one day's time. I've been informed there is a prime suspect. I suggest you begin there. Should we not have substantial evidence within the next 24 hours, you will be tried as suspects in the murder of Cat Hera. Court dismissed. Thank you, Your Honor. And I take a very, very deep bath. Well, he hits his head on the table, I hope. A little bit. <laughs> Ow. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Felcher, and Nicholas Benetados as Gary Markbile. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Nicholas Benetados. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash drimmers. Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, where we discuss behind-the-scenes and secrets, free exclusive merch, and the chance to create items for the campaign or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next week.
The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, something, Moonbase, wherever. You guys can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung? On it, boss. Excuse me? If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down. I took those scraps, the bits they'd forgotten about or thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart is on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration. Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting. It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance. We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help. It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex. Moonbase Theta Out. The final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Moonbase Theta. Out.